What up, my name is Matt, and this is my podcast, Low and Slow, the business behind the kitchen. I'm talking to all the restaurateurs out there, the veterans, the newbies, the wannabes, the I'm gonna bees. I'm here for you. I'm talking everything front to back, A to Z in the restaurant industry. Nothing is off limits. Listen, I used to work in corporate America. I left over 10 years ago to pursue a hobby that turned into a passion that turned into a business. I'm not trying to act like I'm all-knowing. I'm not trying to say that I'm an expert. What I do have is a lot of scars, bumps, and bruises that I got along the way from doing some really, really dumb things. Things that hopefully I can help you to avoid. Let's get after it. All right, so today we're going to talk about first impressions. First impressions. What what are first impressions? I wonder how many people out there have thought about the first impression that your business makes, your restaurant makes. How important it is as a business to shore up the gateways of first impressions, the entrance ways, if you will, to your business. There are three of those. Um, the first one these days, 2021, is the internet. Um, so your website, maybe your Google presence, um, somebody Googles your restaurant or your business, the pictures that come up, that's a gateway to a first impression. And what happens when someone calls your organization, somebody calls your business, what do they hear? Maybe your, your business exists in a neighborhood that's, you know, in a shopping center or a strip mall or something. Just, you know, good old fashioned walking by. What's the atmosphere um, in the in the store? What is what is someone walking into when they walk, you know, into your store? What's that first impression? So we're going to talk about um, our business and, and, and our philosophy on our first impression and just shoring up those gates. And what does that look like? And then uh, I'm interested to hear from anybody out there who has, you know, other uh, ways to assure of their first impressions and uh, the online presence and, um, you know, the first impressions on the telephone calls or um, what somebody experiences when they walk in a restaurant. Um, so comment, reply to this podcast, give it five stars, reviews, reach out to us on our social media platforms at just QMBBQ. Uh, our YouTube page, Just Q and Barbecue in Cincinnati, Ohio, or just email me directly, MattCuff at JustQ1.com. Um, so first, website. Let's talk about websites. Let's talk about online presence. Uh, so when somebody goes to your website, your online presence, what's the first thing that they see? What's the first thing that they get from your business? So our business, I'm, I'm uh, you know, when, when somebody Googles Just Q and Barbecue, depending on the day, you know, Google rearranges pictures randomly. Uh, so whenever a guest, you know, leave a picture, even if it's a well-intentioned picture, um, and it doesn't uh, show our food in the most flattering light, I'll flag it and take it down. Or um, I'll, you know, post a picture of my own, a professional pictures, and, and get those elevated to the front of the page. You want to have control of the messaging, right? You want to have control over what people see when they when they're first looking for your your business, if somebody's you know posting a picture and they think you know they think they're doing your business a service because it's it's really good to them, but they're taking it from you know a low quality flip phone or something, and it's kind of grayed out and you know maybe they you know shaking a box up or something and 
you know, you got meat all over the place, and it's, it's just not the impression that you want when somebody's looking at your business. It's not the most um, appealing perspective of the food that you want people to understand. You know, you gotta you gotta regularly check what's going on online. And so you can always post professional pictures or your own pictures and get those elevated uh, on both Yelp and Google. Um, and so people will see that first and foremost when they click on it. The other thing is your website. It's a good idea to go on your website and also have other people go on your website and try to understand it from the user experience. Because if if I'm creating the website, I see one thing. I see what my vision is for the website. I don't necessarily see what's actually going on. I don't actually see the user experience. And so one of my one of my tactics is just to have my daughter, I got a teenage daughter, have my daughter go onto the website and try and use it, try and poke around and, and see exactly what's going on from the user's perspective. And she'll point out stuff almost all the time that need to be changed, need to be updated. It's kind of janky, um, you know, really look uh, bootleg to other people or, you know, I might have a clear vision of what I want to want, want to come across from a picture or from something that I'm trying to say. But, you know, she'll she'll be able to poke holes in it. So it's a good idea to just have somebody give your website a once over uh, from time to time and just see what that user experience is. The pictures that you put on there are a big deal. You know, the messaging that you're putting on there is a big deal. How easy is it for somebody to order online? Is it um, does your does your online ordering platform perform well on, you know, certain browsers, but not other browsers. So if you're using Chrome, it works. If you're using Internet Explorer, Safari, and it's kind of, you know, so-so and iffy and works only some of the time. That's a, that's also a big deal, right? Because you're eliminating or you're creating a barrier for um, a certain group of people to be able to use your website. That's also a first impression of your business. Um, that's a reflection of, well, it might not be, but people will take it as a reflection of, you know, what they're going to get in their overall experience. And so just being able to go back, check your website from a, a guest perspective uh, is a big deal. You know, updating your hours, updating your telephone number, updating the information that's on your website. You know, if somebody goes on your website and they see an event for a Super Bowl party that you're having from two years ago, in their mind, then this everything on this website could be false. Everything on this website could possibly be a lie because how much has changed in the last two years since they've updated their website. So it's a good idea to just make a habit out of, you know, weekly going in and just updating your website. Maybe once a month, change the, um, the banner photo, you know, update, you know, little bits and pieces here, tidbits, maybe change a button for online ordering. Um, change a color scheme here or there. Just just give your website a little tweak so that people see that you know this is this is an actively managed website. Um, you can go in there and just you can change the hours if you're having some special holiday hours. Like that stuff matters. That stuff shows that you know you're paying attention to the details as business owners and subconsciously I think in uh, a, a guest mind it translate to it translates to their meal. It translates to their overall experience. And so they, they care about the details. And so you should care about the details, even if they don't know they care about the details. Like when something happens seamlessly, when something works and looks like it's supposed to, 
it makes it a smooth transition from somebody who's just poking around to converting them to an actual customer. And that's what you want. You want to remove any barriers and make that gateway as wide as possible for somebody to just, you know, be curious to being able to easily place an order online or easily make a phone call or easily find directions. And your website's the key to that. It's it's a gateway, right? And so you just want to make sure that that thing is crisp, not only from your perspective, but from a user perspective. We have to be willing and have the ability to receive that feedback in a way that um, we understand that these people are trying to help us improve. So your website's a big deal. Uh, online presence, a big deal. Uh, Google page, Yelp page, all that stuff. Just, just go in there and um, make sure we're managing it periodically uh, and, and just looking at it from the guest perspective. The other gateway into our business, the uh, first impression point is a telephone, which is a really big deal because it's, it's one of the hardest skills, I think, to um, train a team member or train anybody for that matter to answer the phone properly, understanding that the way you answer the phone, what's going on in the background, you know, your tone, um, everything affects how that person on the other end of the line interprets your business. I mean, it, it, it's incredibly difficult to train. And even if you can train it in you know, the most ideal circumstances, like, you know, your restaurant's closed and you, and you conduct these trainings or someone's answering the phone when it's slow, that changes considerably when you ratchet up, you know, the volume, the speed um, and the intensity inside the restaurant. And then someone's answering the phone uh, on a Friday night or when there's a rush going on like that's that's a totally different scene. And so being able to being able to portray and train your team members on telephone etiquette is really, really important. Uh, and it's worth taking the time to do so. Uh, so we we uh, we had a really big issue with telephone etiquette because uh, for a long time, uh, you know, we would get busy and we would either not answer the phone. Uh, we were taking telephone orders and those orders would be inaccurate because we were trying to rush people off the phone depending on who answered the phone, um, you got a different cadence, you had a, you got a different tone, you got a different vibe. Um, and so it was just, it was just, it was so hard and we were so inconsistent at it that we decided to just eliminate the phone. So halfway through 2020, we just got rid of our phone um, because we weren't doing it well. So we decided to just take online orders and walk-ins because for for me, I felt like that was better than, you know, creating that negative first impression. So um, because I wasn't yet able to or didn't yet understand how to shore up that gateway, I just closed it down um, because, you know, it's better for somebody to, um, you know, come into the store and really have somewhat of an attitude because they weren't able to get through or they weren't able to get a phone number, but then we have the opportunity to, you know, win that guest over with good old fashioned customer service than somebody calling, getting through and just getting bad customer service. Because once that happens, uh, it's just too hard to to turn that turn that back around. So we shut it down for a while and then recently we got it back. 
you know, I feel like we're doing it the right way. The jury's still out. Uh, we've only had a phone now for a couple of weeks, but the system seems to be working. Um, and so we, we approached it differently from a, a couple of ways. Um, one thing that we said was, you know, everybody. So we have a, a written out telephone answering standard operating procedure. So a whole process around it. Uh, it seems kind of, you know, elementary. It seems kind of micromanagement. It seems um, a little silly, but, you know, we, we got really involved with it, with the team, did some role play stuff. But the first thing that we say when we're answering the phone is, you know, smile. Make sure you're answering the phone with a smile. If you if, if you can't smile, then don't answer the phone. Um, someone else needs to answer the phone because I feel like a guest, um, I truly believe that a guest can, you know, hear a smile on the other end versus a frown. And so then we have etiquette stuff. We have exactly what to say when we want to put somebody on hold. We're waiting to hear a positive response before we're doing that. Um, we have a standard greeting um, that everybody says the same time, the same way, every time, so that you're not getting the informal um, greetings. You know, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, bruh, what can I do for you? What can I get you? You know, that type of stuff. You really don't want that. Like, we want to keep it uh, as professional as possible. We never know who's on the other line, what's going on on the other line. And so um, just having that, having the words written out and, and, and taking that off the table uh, is a big deal for us. We have standard responses to frequently asked questions already written out, rehearsed. One of the thing, one of the biggest things that we uh, found with the, the the pet peeve that everyone had with answering the phone was, you know, taking phone orders and the trouble that would come from taking call-in orders. One, you know, it would be difficult to take call-in orders and write them down, um, especially when we were busy. But you know, transferring them from hearing it on the phone, writing it on a piece of paper, taking that piece of paper, punching that into the POS system, there would be a lot of errors occurred um, just in that process. It's like the telephone game. A bunch of stuff would fall through the cracks. Um, we would get people that would, you know, go through a litany of questions and, you know, a five-minute ordering ordeal, and then they, you know, we we ask them, well, what time do you want to come and pick it up? And they're parked outside. So, you know, it, it was really that was really a pain point for us. And so we eliminated that pain point. And so we said, well, we, we'll get the phone back, but we'll only use our phone to answer questions and really address concerns that people have or have had with their experience. And so we set up our phone in a way that um, there's a greeting first that guests hear before they press a button to be connected to the restaurant. And that greeting just gives, you know, general information on hours, where we're located and the fact that we don't take telephone orders you can place your order online or in the store and then you're connected to the store and and then somebody answers the phone with our standard greeting and that's been working that's worked well like i said so far the jury's still out but but we'll see but just just us understanding that the phone is a gateway is something that um you know people have uh, as a first impression of our business and it's important to address and understand that you know that could be uh, a barrier to people patronizing our business.
Fast Gateway is good old fashioned in store. Somebody just comes into your restaurant, even before they come into your restaurant, you know, they, they're outside on the curb. You know, we are really, really big on the atmosphere that somebody deals with coming into our restaurant. And the atmosphere is everything. It's, it's things that are dealing with all five senses is what they see, it's what they hear, it's what they smell um, when they come into the restaurant. And so we, we try and control all of those things, you know, making sure that the trash outside of your restaurant is picked up and the sidewalk is swept. You know, that used to be, that used to be a really big thing, you know, back in the day, you'd always see all these old movies and, and, and pictures of store owners, you know, early in the morning, first thing sweeping off their, you know, their stoop. And, and I think we've gotten away from that to a certain extent, but that's a big deal. You know, making sure your A-frame sign is out if, if, if you're doing that. Uh, making sure your windows are, are clean. If your open signs are on and working. Um, if you're playing music outside your store, making sure that it's consistent with your brand. Like all of that stuff, even before somebody comes into the store, is controlling the atmosphere. And then once somebody comes into your store, you know, what type of music is playing when you get in there? What are the conversations that the team is having um, when, when somebody walks in, what are they doing? Are they on their cell phone and then kind of putting it down and then coming to address them? Um, how long does it take for your team member to address a person coming in? And then when they address them, are they addressing them looking in a different direction or are they making eye contact? Uh, all that stuff adds to or takes away from the experience that somebody's having coming into your business. And so it's important for us as business owners to address all of those things and control all of those things. It's not micromanaging, it's us understanding that that's a first impression for our business. And it's important to make sure that our team members are trained in all of those circumstances and, and, and that we're measuring and tracking the first impressions from before somebody comes into our business, not just afterwards. Uh, in, our, in our restaurant, we have what we call a four-part greeting. Our four-part greeting is a salutation, a welcome, transaction, and, for, and farewell. All of our team members are trained in that four-part greeting. Our, our salutation is just that. A salutation is just acknowledgement of somebody coming into our restaurant. It's a genuine acknowledgement. It's not a, you know, a far off in the distance, hey, or how you doing when we hear the chime go off. It's a genuine make eye contact, let that person know that, you know, we care that they just walked into our restaurant and, and they're just not a sound that, that just happened in the atmosphere. Uh, the other part is the welcome. The welcome usually happens um, at the point of sale or if somebody's staring, just kind of um, taking a look at the menu. It's not just to get into, you know, what can I get for you? It's a it's a welcome into our restaurant. It's a what's your name? It's your first time here. You need some help with the menu. What brings you in? How'd you hear about us? It's a welcome, right? It's a it's a take time to, you know, give the impression or let that guest know that we care about them and not just the money that they're about to spend. And so we encourage genuine welcomes. Now, we don't always get it back, right? We can, we'll say, a lot of times we'll say, how you doing? And somebody will just say, give me a blank, right? They'll just get right into it because sometimes that's all people want. That's fine too. But we still have to, you know, do our part. We still have to try and welcome somebody into our business. And then the other part is the transaction. The transaction needs to be done in a way that, you know, we're helping people to, make decisions on what it is they want. We're not trying to mindlessly upsell people. We're not trying to demean people. 
who are not spending that much money. We're not trying to, um, you know, talk down on people who might not know as much about barbecue or our food as we do. Like the transaction has to be done in you know a sensitive way so that that person feels cared for. And then the last part of, of our greeting, um, we say is the farewell. Whenever somebody leaves our restaurant, if they're having a three hour meeting in the restaurant, whenever they leave, making sure that we acknowledge the fact that they left and, and that it's just not okay that they just walk out the restaurant and nobody says anything. We never care that they were there. We care about the fact they just came into our business and that's a totally different experience. That's all I have for today. Just wanted to talk about first impressions. Remember, if you get something from this podcast, rate it. Five stars helps out a lot. Share it with somebody who you think it could be helpful to. Uh, As always, like I said, if you have any comments, feel free to put those on our YouTube page, our social media channels, or email me directly at mattcuff at justcuban.com. I love spending time with you guys. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you next time. Peace.